Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, your weekly dose of strategies and mindset tools to build a business in alignment with your purpose and to get you playing a bigger game. I'm your host, Nicole Leno. Hello and welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Leno, and I am here with Miss Holly Haynes today. She's a She helps female entrepreneurs take back control of their time with proven productivity techniques, systems, and structure to create a strategy that scales long-term. She is also, she has a 20-year consulting background. And Holly, I'm just so excited to have you here. Can you tell the audience a little bit about you where, where whatever I didn't catch in that little bio, like introduce yourself, tell them a little bit about your story. Yeah. Thank you so much. So, I mean, that's like the, the formal version, mm-hmm. but, um, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I work full-time and I have a full-time, uh, coaching business. I have twin girls who are seven. Um, and yeah, I'm just really passionate about sharing sort of real life about what it takes to sort of follow your passion and still, um, work full-time because I think so many people start, um, their business or side hustle or whatever you want to call it hobby, you know, when they have a a, a full-time job and whether you want to leave your full-time job or you want to keep both. Um, I'm just very passionate about doing it the right way and not burning out and making sure that you're really focusing on what you, um, you want to focus on. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yeah. And, and I I love that because I think that a lot of people feel like they they can't really start until they quit so they quit prematurely and then they have they're constantly worried about the money and they're worried yeah. about so i i and and i understand i understand both sides of it i had an exit strategy when i let left corporate but i didn't leave like when i had something else in place it was just like yeah. this is how long i'm going to save for i'm going to get out i'm going to move and do these things and i'll figure it out then and and i did always have that kind of hanging over me and one of the things that i i wished was i had something in place and i had been doing something i had been running my business while working in tandem for a little while because that would have changed my energy about it in the beginning. I had, I definitely came in with some desperate energy, which affected the way that I operated and some of the decisions that I made. So I I love that you actually, you're walking the walk because you're doing it, but you're also, you're, you, you have a strategy and you have, you have an actual framework that you work people through to help them be able to do this and juggle those two, you know, keep those two balls in the air. Yeah, definitely. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, can you, can you talk a little bit about like, how does someone start? So if they're like, I want to start a business or I'm running my business, I'm working full time and I'm so overwhelmed that I don't know, I don't know how to hit the gas on both cars at the same time. How do you drive two cars at the same time? What, what yeah, do you say? I mean, you like really that? are driving two cars, um, at the same time. So I actually have four steps that I follow, um, And the first step actually is not business related at all or career related. It actually is, I call it just overall wellness, but it's like, how are you taking care of yourself? Because if you're going to add on like a a second car where you're driving two cars at the same time or a second path, like if you're already exhausted and already burnt out and then you're like, oh, I'm going to do this thing. Like this thing is going to take some attention and some nurturing and some growing and like your family's got to be on board and it 
it's bigger than I think most people give it credit for. And so the first step that I always take is, you know, what, what does your sort of self-care and overall wellness look like? Like, do you have the energy to take this on? Is, are there things that you need to take care of just within yourself first? Um, because I, I truly, truly feel like I always say sleep solves all things because typically it does for me, but if you are rested and you are eating well and you're taking care of yourself, whatever that looks like for you, then you have more energy, more creativity. You're putting out sort of that, like I'm here, like I'm enjoying life vibe, which I believe that really drives a lot of things as well. Um, and so that's where I start. And a lot of people are like, well, that I don't, I'm not re- I, I would rather just like, give me a task. And I like, well, that is your task. Um, and so I, like, yeah, that would be my first step. Um, because I truly feel like self-care has to be incorporated into your business plan or your corporate plan or whatever your plan is so that it can be sustainable long-term. Let's talk about that for just a second. Yeah. We're going to pause on that because I love this. This was actually something that came up in um, one of the coaching calls in my in my program. I believe yesterday we were talking about this that that you have to be at the top of your to do list. And the hardest yeah. thing I think for some of us, especially especially if you're coming from the corporate world where you are in this doer energy all the time, like you go to work, you do the things, you get rewarded. It's we're we're being taught that you know that that's how you get the the pellet, the little reward pellet is like I do things and then I get a great yeah. review and then I get a bonus and then and then you get into that that sort of it's like a codependency with the doing, and and it can be the hardest thing to take a step back and say, no, I have to take care of me. It's one of the hardest things I can get like my clients to do is yeah. to tell them, I don't want you to do anything. What do you yeah. mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. And you know, I'll <laughs> say I'm an Enneagram three. Like I am a doer. I am a worker bee, like to the core, like working makes me feel like I've accomplished things. Like I feel like it solves a lot of problems for me. But if I don't have the space to slow down, like I, I burn out, I get sick, I lose my voice, um, mm-hmm. like all these signs come back in. And so that that's always the first step for me. Yeah. And, and I love that you brought that up, that paying attention to what's happening. Like if you start to not feel well, if you yeah. start to, if you start to notice that, and I always say that if you aren't able to do the things that you want to do. So they're hard for you. They're really, they're a lot of work that, that really shouldn't be. It feels like you're trudging through like quicksand. Yeah. And that is a sign for you to go inward and do some inner work and take care of you and love on yourself a little bit, like, and, and stop trying to do, cause that's not the answer. You're trying to do it and it's not working. You're, you're yeah. getting a message and you're not hearing it. So it's getting worse. Yeah. And so just to make it more tangible, a lot of times I'm like, okay, how many hours of sleep did I get? Um, have I done anything for myself today? Like, have I gone for a walk? Am I eating mm-hmm. the right, you know, foods? Like how much sugar have I had? How much wine am I drinking? Like all these like really basic questions. And then once sort of that sort of just gets in order, um, then I move on to like the overarching strategy and vision. And this is where my corporate background is. And so I lean on this quite a bit. Um, But I feel like so often people get this amazing idea and they're like, oh, I'm going to start a business, but they have no idea. Like, well, what do they really want out of it? Or um, like, 
what is this business going to do for them? Or what is it going to do for other people? And so it becomes this like really fun idea at the beginning. But then like once they get into it, they're like, oh, I have to I have to create a budget. Or this is like way more work than I thought it was going to be. Or I'm actually spending every second of my free time on this. And this is not what I wanted. Um, and so I feel like taking the the step of really mapping out, like, what is your vision? Why are you starting this? Who are you helping? Where do you want this to be in like three, five, 10 years? Um, and you could do this for your side hustle, for your corporate job, for your family. Um, and so that, you know, like, you know, when you're like, oh, I just don't have any time to do both. You could be like, well, this is why I'm doing it. And it may take, you know, an hour on Saturday morning, or it may not. It depends on what your goals are and what your vision is and what your strategy is. But when you have that mapped out, it's so much easier to make those decisions. Like, do I need to get up at, you know, 6am on Saturday when the kids are sleeping to get this done? Or is it not that big of a deal? Because, you know, this is just a hobby for me and I just want it to be fun. It's so it's, it really um, comes down to like step one, making sure you have the energy to take this on. And then step two, making sure you have that roadmap. So, you know, what you're working towards. And then when you do have the time to work on it, you know exactly what to focus on. Mm-hmm. And and then take us through the rest of the steps that you go through or that you, that that you see as being you know the 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 roadmap for successfully driving both of these cars. Yeah. So step one, take care of yourself. Step two, strategy and vision. Step three is for me personally, the way that I was able to scale the fastest was through automation and duplication. So I had a pretty clear strategy of what I wanted and where I wanted to go, but I'm only one person. So mm-hmm. in the, the automation and duplication looks different for everyone, but it's, it's can be really basic. Like what are some simple, basic tasks that you're repeating all the time? And so an example that I always give is I do, and I think you do this too. Like I batch things together, like Mondays are what I call CEO days. And it's like mm-hmm. all, if I have one hour, like all I'm doing is like the back end stuff of my business or strategy work. Tuesdays are always podcast days. So I will schedule podcasts on Tuesdays. So my brain is not doing all different things at all different times. Um, and that's a system, right? Uh, you can also, you know, obviously have like email funnels and um, client onboarding and invoicing and all of those things where you can automate like technical tasks so you don't have to do them. Uh, but another uh, example that is super helpful for me is just a basic routine. And so for me, my morning routine is one of my I would say my entire business was built on this system. And it's because I use this methodology every single morning. So I wake up, I have a a very strict morning routine where I'm focusing in on myself. Mm -hmm. And then I have very set business hours, which are typically like six to seven 30 in the morning where I am like uber focused to the point where like my phone is turned off. I am like in the business working and people are like, well, if you only work an hour and a half a day, which sometimes it's more than that, but how are you getting all this done? But I'm not distracted. I have Mm -hmm. focus. It's first thing in the morning. So I'm able to like knock things out. Um, and that that's really how I've, how I've managed to sort of stay on track. And then what happens because I still am in my nine to five is I'm not like checking DMS in the middle of a meeting in my nine to five or worried about, Oh, I gotta get this podcast done. How am I going to do this? And so it really helps me, um, 
stay organized. And I know I have the backend systems to support me. So um, that's really probably if I was to go through the method, um, that's the biggest time saver is the automation and duplication. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I want to talk to you a little bit about what your routine looks like in the morning, because I think that that's something that stumps a lot of people. Like it, it, it seems putting together a morning routine that works for you. Like I, it, it took me a while to figure out what belonged, what didn't to allow it to be both, um, a routine where I'm not thinking about it and I'm not making decisions in my morning routine because decision, like you, that's what you want to avoid is taxing yeah. your brain on more decisions that need to be made. But, um, but setting something up that really felt like it flowed and it served me. So how do I center myself? How do I ground myself? How do I, how do I set myself up for success for the rest of the day and, and have an intention? So I'm not just, yeah. I'm not reacting all day. So what does yours look like? Yeah. So my routines, I'd say it's changed a bit, uh, with the pandemic, but it's, it's pretty normal. So my biggest goal, and I said, sleep solve all things is I try to get seven and a half hours of sleep. And I've based my routine off the book, the 5am club, which is very scientifically Mm -hmm. based on like how your body responds after it sleeps a certain amount of time. And so for me, it was like very factual. And I was like, okay, like if I'm going to feel rested after seven and a half hours, then I'm going to try this. Um, and so it's stuck. So I typically go to bed at like nine 30, nine 45. And then I get up anywhere between like five and five 30. Um, I actually listen to affirmations like as soon as I wake up. Mm-hmm. So I use the think up app and I play them while I empty the dishwasher, which I know sounds sort of weird, but it's just like this. That's just what we do. Um, and then I sit down and I journal and, um, I write down my three things that I am going to focus on for the day. Um, so I actually have a planner with this method in it and in the planner it pulls out these three things and the three things can be business related, personal related, whatever they are. I call it the cake method. It's a three layer cake. Everything else is sprinkles. Mm-hmm. It keeps it really simple. And so it's like, okay, here's my focus for the day. It might be a podcast interview. It might be taking the girls to Girl Scouts. Like it just depends on the day. But I have found that if I go into the day with like three things, that it feels way less overwhelming. And then anything else that I think of that I need to do, I just put on a list and I'll get to later if I have time. If not, we'll get to it tomorrow. Um, so sometimes I'll have like two or three, nine to five things. Again, it just depends on the day. Um, and then I'll work out. Um, I read and then I'm sort of into the, like, get kids ready, uh, get off to school kind of thing. Um, I do listen to podcasts while I get ready. I used to listen to them on my commute, but we're all still home. Mm -hmm. So, um, (laughs) it's a good, I mean, five 30 to seven 30. So it's a good, like, two and a half hour, uh, routine, but for the most part, I will knock out my business tasks first thing in the morning. So I'm not like spinning my wheels all day on what they are. Um, I'm able to really focus on my nine to five. And if I do have a couple of minutes or half hour, hour, I know exactly what I need to do. Like I may have some Instagram stories scheduled, or I may like answer client emails or something like that, but it's usually like very focused and then I'll get to it the next day. So. Yeah. And I I think we, we miss, we underestimate how much we can get done because when we're focused, because when we're, 
when we're not distracted, when we are committed, I'm a big tomato timer person. I'm a big mm-hmm. setting, setting timers. Like I, I just do it on the, the echo. I tell her to you yeah, know, set, a timer for, set a timer for 20 minutes. And what it does is it, it sets this boundary for myself where I say like, for this 20 minutes, I'm only doing this thing. I'm focusing only on that. And then it makes me very aware if something else comes up or I get distracted by something, be like, that's not what you're working on right now. Yeah. And it brings me right back and I'm able to get things done. And, and it's funny, these aren't new tactics. So people hear them and I know it's not. So, so you're listening, you, I'm talking to you listener. Um, If you've heard these before and you're saying I've heard these before and you're starting to cast them off, my question to you is, but have you really tried them for any extended period of time? Because the answer most people give me when I ask them that is no. Yeah. I do, and I would but say, then I forget and then I don't. And yes, it, I would it say works the most, you do it. <laughs> the most consistent thing that I tell my clients is when they're overwhelmed or they're like, how do you drive two cars at the one at the same time? Like you said at the beginning, use the cake method, pick three things to focus on tomorrow and see how it goes. Because it's just, it's super basic. It, it dials in your focus. Like you said, you can set a timer for each of the three things you don't go to bed feeling overwhelmed because you, if you're like a person like me, you like to like cross things off. You're like, yes, mm-hmm. I got those three things done. Now I can take a break. Like your brain is like, oh, I did it. And then the next day you have more confidence and it just builds over time. Defining success is important because otherwise it can feel like we should be working all the time because we're thinking of all the things that we have to do. We're thinking about all the things like this week, this month, these things that I want to achieve. And that leaves us doing all the time and we don't create any space for ourselves. And meanwhile, you are accomplishing things, but when you don't put the, the framework and the boundary around it to say, this is what I'm going to accomplish today. And when you do celebrating that, like I did everything on my list today, or I did two of the three things like that's awesome in the short amount of time that I had, you can give yourself a break and not feel like you should have done more, which I think a lot of particularly type A people fall into because we just feel like we should be doing all the time. Yeah. Should just, I should just be producing and more and more and more. Yeah. Um, And then I'll tell you the last step. So the last step is measurable results which I pulled from sort of my corporate background, um, mm-hmm. which I call a, a scorecard. Um, and it's really just making sure that what you're doing is working. So you could, maybe the 5 a.m. method is not your thing. So after a week, if you're like, gosh, I still feel really tired and I'm not getting anything done, then you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. You should change it. Um, or if you have, let's say you created like a, a email funnel and you're not sure if it works. So going in once a month and making sure that your open rates are a certain percentage or that you're getting new subscribers, like whatever that is that you need to check on, you need to make sure that you're setting aside time so that you are getting results. And it is taking you towards that sort of vision that you set out to accomplish. So if you've got this vision and you're doing all this work, but like, you're not seeing it come any closer, then, you know, you've got to change something. And so I talk a lot about like putting together your personal scorecard and it could be, you know, wellness, like how many hours of sleep are you averaging a night? Or like if you use my fitness pal or something like tracking, like how you're feeling, or it could be business metrics of, I actually track all of it on a monthly basis, but like, what are your email stats? How many new clients do you have? Um, How many new people are in your Facebook group? Like whatever that looks like. Uh, And then you just have a sense of, 
are you working on the right things? And then if you're not, because you're not getting the results that you want, then you know that you need to adjust something. And typically the data will tell you what to adjust. So you're not spinning your wheels on this isn't working. I'm so frustrated. Yeah. Well, this is what's not working. And then here are some ways that you can change it. Yeah. And it, like, I, I like doing that on Fridays. I like kind of yeah. taking a look back and just being like, what worked, what didn't, and why this week, um, what felt good, what didn't feel good. What yeah. do I feel I, you know, what can I celebrate myself for? And what should I be looking to improve on next week? What, what are the the key performance metrics that I'm looking yeah. at? Am I looking at my Facebook group? Am I looking at what did I hit the gas on this week? And what do I really want to see? Like, what have I, usually it's more like a monthly thing that I'm looking at. I'm yeah. looking at what do we work on this month? Is that working or not? Am I getting more listens on the podcast? Yeah. Are those calls to action actually sending people anywhere? Have I gotten any leads from it? trying to understand if the things that you're doing are working because we, a lot of times we just add more to our to-do list without checking to see if the things we're doing are working. Yeah, exactly. And so I always say like, for me, burnout is when I'm exhausted and I feel like I'm working all the time, but I'm not seeing results. And so these steps will Mm -hmm. one, help you feel rested and like you're accomplishing things, but also have those, um, processes in place where you know if it's working and if it's not then you can just take the steps to adjust. Yeah, I love that. And I'm just going to I'm going to I'm going to kind of recap the four steps yeah. so everybody has them fresh. So the first one is the first one is take care of yourself. At the top of the list, number 1 is take care of yourself. Set yourself up, ground yourself, really make sure that you are loving on yourself so that you are able to do the next three steps in in a in a, exactly. in, a in a way that that doesn't burn you out completely. Number two is, is vision casting and strategizing. So where do you want, where do you want this business to go? Where do you see yourself going so that you can attach yourself to not the day-to-day, but to the greater vision, which I'm, I'm in love with. I absolutely agree with this wholeheartedly. I agree with everything, but that, that I think is so important. And I think it's something people forget to do is to look far enough out that it's inspiring because every day it's it's going to be grueling in the beginning and it's not going to be instant success for most yeah. of us. It's going to take some time. Because you have to slow down time. to speed up, really, is mm-hmm. what I'm telling you to do. <laughs> yep. Um, three is automate and duplicate. So putting together routines, focused time, automating what you can, um, and working toward that. It doesn't have to all be automated in the beginning, but what can you do to routinize and and set things up where there's a system running rather than just trying to do everything every day? Like how can you how can you put your arms around like your time and the things that you're doing and and make them as efficient as possible? Yeah. Exactly. And then four was measurable results. So keeping a scorecard, what's working, what's not really looking at everything that you're, you're doing and and how, how you're performing in the things that you're, that you're doing and the initiatives that you have. So I, I, I love all of this because it, it's very clean. I love elegant. I love when things just seem simple and sometimes they can seem overly simplified to some people. They're like, oh, well, that's so simple. It, it, It can't be. And to that, I would encourage you to try it. (laughs) Yes. Because I would say even (laughs) trying to get in eight hours of sleep and then do you have a, you know, metrics that you're tracking every month? Like most people don't do that, but those are like game changers. So sometimes Mm -hmm. it really is the little things that make the biggest difference. 
And I think that that's like, you know, I'm, I'm all about beliefs and, and what we think and how it influences the way that we operate. And I, I think that that's a belief that people have. They have a belief that it has to be hard, that it's got to be this big earth shaking aha moment, like new strategy thing, something they've never heard. But yeah. I encourage you to, if you're listening right now, to open yourself up to the fact that it can be this easy. What if it really was just about getting in bed an hour earlier? Yeah. Why is that so hard for us to do and to to accept and do regularly, but we will kill ourselves all day long? Isn't that interesting? It is. And I think the whole method is based on being very intentional every single day. And so everyone's like, oh, I don't understand how you do all the things. Like I'm very intentional. Like I'm very intentional when I plan things where like, I mean, I have honestly the rest of the year planned out like through 2020, not like planned out to the day, but I know like when we're taking vacation, what work projects are happening Um, so that when people ask me things, like I can be very intentional about my answer. So I know like, Hey, you know, we're on vacation that week, so I'm not going to do that. But I feel like unless you have that big vision, you're going to totally miss that. Um, and so a lot of times it's not more work. It's just more strategic focus, making sure that you're focused on the right things at the right time. Yeah. And, and paying attention to what feels good for you. So it doesn't mean that you have to have everything planned in order to be successful, but does it make you feel like you're, you've got this? Cause that can go a long way. Just that feeling when you wake up in the morning to be like, I got this, I can do this. And I know where I'm going because I did step number two and that looks awesome. And that's inspiring me every day. And this little bit of time I spend planning means that every day is easier. It means that things get done without me having a breakdown. And yeah. this breakdown and, will cost you a couple of days. Like I've I've definitely had them. So I know that. But. Well, and I think our resistance to doing to doing some of this stuff is actually in in some ways a resistance to success. Yeah. That that it it goes with that belief that things have to be more difficult than they than they really are and that we have to work hard for our money. So we work hard in order to feel worthy of the thing that we're, we're asking for. And, and so I, I, I encourage you, if you're listening to this, if you've listened all the way through to this episode, this end end of the episode to take these four steps and implement them and put it on a 30 day challenge. Just do, I'm a big believer in that, like set a short period of time for you to say, I'm committing to doing this for 30 days. If you do it for 30 days and you're like, I saw no change. I did not feel any different. I'm, I didn't see any results. And you really just felt like nothing, nothing moved in your favor. Then, you know, you tried it, but until you do that and you make that kind of commitment, you cannot pass judgment on something. And what if it is as easy as taking good care of yourself, thinking about what you want, automating a little bit, setting some routines and putting up some, putting up a scorecard so that you yeah. can measure whether something's working or not. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't yeah. that be great? And, and it you is have great. <laughs> a, and you have a free gift that actually yeah. is, is going to help them with this too. So why don't you tell them a little bit about that? Yeah. So I created the, well, the method is called the crush the rush method. Um, 
And I have a podcast called the Crush the Rush podcast, which actually Nicole is on. Um, so you have to check that out. But in the uh, sort of methodology is what I created a side hustle starter kit. So you could download it and it literally walks you through like the vision, the wellness, the strategy, the scorecard, um, and some of my favorite things. And it's all basically all the notes that you took through the show in a really nice um, PDF where you can check things off and really put together um, your sort of strategy for starting your business working your nine to five or whatever other priorities that you have. Cause we all don't want to work all the time. Um, and yeah, so you guys can grab it. It's totally free. And I walk you through all the things. Fabulous. I encourage you to, to go check that out because not only did she give you so much information in this episode, but you actually get to take it home with you and, yeah. and, and have a guide so that you, you, you don't fall off with it and you can keep yourself, you can hold yourself accountable and, and follow along with all of the steps. But Holly, is there anything that you wanted to leave the listeners with and, and, you know, tell them that they're going to get the starter kit. So that's, I'm guessing how they can stay in touch with you and to listen to the crush the rush podcast, which I yeah. will be on. I, I know that yeah. that episode, I think is airing soon. So I'm super excited about it. Her show is amazing. You should absolutely check it out, subscribe, review it, all of the fun things. And what? how else can they stay in touch with you? And, and if, if there's anything you'd like to leave them with? please share. Yeah. So I'm pretty active on Instagram. It's Holly underscore Marie underscore Haynes. Um, and then my website is hollymariehaines.com. But I would say one of my, uh, favorite quotes that I always love to leave people with is that good things take good things, take time, but great things take longer. And so don't be afraid to slow down to speed up. And so one of the biggest pieces of advice that I always give is like block out two hours and just map out all the things that you want to do. And then when you've got 20 minutes or 30 minutes, you can look at that and say like, this is what I'm working towards, or this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, and it, it really does make a difference to slow down and put these things in place so that you can speed up and get there faster. Fabulous. Well, thank you for sharing. And yeah. and we are linking all of that stuff up in the show notes for you. So you don't have to worry about writing it down. We'll have her Instagram link, her website link, and the link to the starter kit so that you can get that super, super easily. Um, so run on over to the show notes if you want to, if you want to grab any of those. And I thank you for being here. I thank you for listening with us and being part of this conversation with us. And I'm going to leave you with what I always leave you with. You are only limited by the limitations that you accept. When you stop accepting those limitations, that is when you become limitless. You become a limitless entrepreneur. So until next time, I will see you then. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more of this type of content and conversation in your life, please come check out our free Facebook community, Unlock Your Inner CEO, where you'll find next-level entrepreneurs just like you. Go to innerceogroup.com to join. I'll see you there.